Thank you for welcoming <laughs> us onto your headphones. My name's Eddie. And I'm Chema, reviewing Man of Steel. This is the rollback. Is the rollback. Dramatic so, pause. And so, so you didn't mention the, the five-star DC classic, the film that launched uh, Universe, the the milestone, the, the incredible masterpiece that is Man of Steel. <sighs> Got, guys, gals, non-binary pals, listeners of all I like ages. That. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, this is uh this is gonna be a bit of a different episode with us. Usually, and I highly doubt this is this is real, but if by any chance you've been following us from the FBA days, you know that the dynamic between Eddie and I has changed within the years. <laughs> in FBA, Eddie was a wild, uh crazy, loud mouthed, very offensive uh white American, and I was the wide-eyed innocent. Uh, who you know was just like you know man I lo- I like movies man I just <laughs> just like movies and then among the years we've changed and I like to think that now at our later age Eddie has uh, has settled down has uh, has you know has 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 a nice nice uh, finally managed to you know grow out his his facial hair and and I think that humbled him and because of that he's a more I th- I think you're a more stable uh, person I think you're a better critic. I'll be honest. I like the takes that you're doing. I think you're doing a fantastic job. And because of that, I think as a, as a contrast, I've become the loud mouthed, uh, you know, <laughs> of, the, of, the gang, of the gang. However, however, tonight, I think tonight we're going to go back to our old routine because we've, we've had a knack We've had a, almost a perfect run of reviewing nothing but pretty good, enjoyable films, with the slight exception of Mulan. I think my my involvement with the reviews has been quite positive. <laughs> no, I've reviewed some shitty ones, but I've reviewed like one or two shitty ones. And tonight the tide turns because hold on, hold 20, on. 2013's Man of Steel to me is one of the worst experiences i've had in movies okay uh, i i just want to know something real quick is, is this does this mean i i'm taking the reins off does this mean the uh the old eddie is making a comeback for one night only as i take off my vest and put on my old vest one second hold on gloves are, gloves second, are hold on. off nah, hold on. okay my new vest is on let's go Ugh. gloves are off man gloves are off because your opinion is wrong, and I can say this for a fact. Oh, I God, I missed you, man. Okay. <laughs> oh, let me let me start with a, with a summary. Jeez. Because this, we might be here for a couple hours. I brought some water. Man of Steel 2013, directed by Zack Snyder. You will believe that a man can fly. A young boy learns that he has extraordinary powers and is not of this earth. As a young man, he journeys to discover where he came from and what he was sent here to do. But the hero in him must emerge if he is to save the world from annihilation and become the symbol of hope for all mankind. So this is 2013 Zack Snyder's uh, version of Superman. Um, it's going to be a hard thing to start, hard thing to continue, and hard thing to end. So um, I'm going to let you talk 
But before that, I think it will be fair if I start with the things that I did like, and then we can jump into everything else. How, okay. how does that sound for you? Sure. Okay. Sure. Okay. Things that I do like. I like Henry Cavill. I think he's a, he's a good actor. And I think giving the right material, he could do wonderful things. I think he looks like Superman. He definitely looks the part. But looking the part has never been the problem. Remember that the last guy that played Superman, uh, uh, Mr. Jackson, I forgot, I forgot his, his first or last name. I forgot. Uh, he looked like Superman too, but that was not a great film, as we all know. But was he as much of a beefcake as Cavill, though? Is that, is, and that's the question that we need to truly ask. I mean, few men are, to be completely honest with you. That's what makes him the man of steel. That's what, that's what makes him something we all aspire to be. A man who looks like he's made out of a bunch of bumbly tummy rocks. That, that's yeah. what you look for in your Superman. Yeah, but not only that, I think he 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 definitely carries charisma. He's a, he's a likable enough actor. I mean that that interview that he had when he was asked about his work about his uh, his workout routine it lives in my head rent free. Like every couple of months, I just be doing work and I'll just remember that and be like, oh shit, and then like <laughs> only take like five minutes to come back from that. Uh, so I like Henry Cavill. I like Amy Adams as, as as Lois Lane, a super unexpected choice. I would have never put her in the role, and she fits, you know, perfect. Do you know that she's ten years older than him? Yes, and she actually tried out for Lois Lane in Superman Returns. Oh, really? She was the I first know. choice, but she they went with uh, what's her face? Yeah, what's her face? Um, I think she does really good in the role. I love Michael Shannon. I freaking love Michael Shannon. I love his his weird eyes. I love his weird inflections. I love his constant yelling. I think he fits the part of a new version of General Saad perfectly. I think he is fine in the movie. What else? Um, I, do you like his parents? No. Um, I like the mom. I think the mom is fine. Um, I, there's a dog. I like the dog. Oh, Jesus Christ. I like the dog. Um, what else? What else? What else? I like the... No, that's it. I think that's it. Um, okay, so you didn't like Krypton the first like 15, 20 minutes of the movie? You didn't like it? Not at all. Not Why? At it looks that was like so Avatar. cool. It I looks like Avatar? It looks like Avatar, but like boring. Okay? Oh, okay. Okay, screen junkies. <laughs> I don't know what Screen Junkies has said about that. Okay? You know, I don't know. Yeah, you said you wanted the old Eddie back. Fucking gloves are coming on. Let's go. Okay. Boxing gloves okay. are coming on. All right. What? All right. This is your movie. You love this movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't. I want you to lay down there. Just put it. Put cards under the table. What makes this movie as amazing as you as you as you say it is? Please go ahead. I'm not going to say it's perfect, but I really enjoy the movie. But it, there's so many reasons why that I can list them as we go. But a few of them are like, it's insane to see. Ah, shit. Okay. I made no qualms. I'm incredibly biased to DC. I grew up watching them, right? I've read the comics like a motherfucker. I'm pretty sure, like, if you put me in a room with a hundred other nerds, I'm pretty fucking confident that my knowledge of DC comics will probably be number one. Like, I'm confident in myself in that capacity. So to see the world that I've read on comics, that I've seen on a handful of cartoons, this world that I've read on, I've imagined, come to life to such a degree is fucking phenomenal. Because Christopher Reeves, God rest his soul, he ain't my Superman. Superman from Superman Returns ain't my fucking Superman. I know that much. 
I will take Henry Cavill every day of the week and twice on Sundays. I will take The Witcher. I will take Grail every fucking, not Grail. Is this in Grail? No. Geralt. Geralt. Thank you. It's been a minute. Yeah. I will take him every day of the week and every, and fucking twice on Sundays. That guy is awesome. I love him. Uh, He's charismatic. To me, they did him an injustice. And here's a criticism of the movie. They should have given him more shit to 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 quip and joke about and like smile about more because this motherfucker is hilarious. Um, and again, this insane world of Krypton that like in the first in the in the Christopher Reeves movies, it was like they all just wore white and looked kind of weird. This it looks like a world fleshed out. It looks like the kind of world that would produce you know Henry Cow that would produce a Superman. You know the whole idea of concept of like well. When you're born, you're born with a predetermined purpose. Yeah. And the whole, and I know it's such a basic bitch Disney idea of like, you choose your own path. Fucking Superman had to choose his own path. He was the first natural born child in a, in a thousand years. Hey, you know what? Fuck farming. Fuck being a soldier. I feel like saving lives. Granted, those lives are all squishy and weak, but I'm going to save them nonetheless. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go to Krypton. You didn't like anything from Krypton at all. Okay, maybe this is something that I didn't catch, but question. And sure. yeah, uh, Kal-El's parents, Russell Crowe and her, are they like kings? Are they royals? Are they presidents? Or are they just normal people? They're part of the upper class. He's a scientist. He's a scientist that warned the, the council. He's, the, he's the, the lead scientist on Krypton. So on a planet full of like, super geniuses that have con- conquered the, the universe to some degree. Okay. Uh, he is the smartest of the smarts. And for some fucking reason, this planet decides not to listen to the scientists, America, uh, that, uh, that, in the, that there's a doom coming unless we do something about it, which they're all like, eh, fuck this planet. Fuck us all. Anyway, who cares? Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because I, that's the one part that like, while I was watching it, I'm like, why, what's what's his big deal like like why why is he so important and, and that's something that that i that gave me like my first and biggest question about this movie and i know and i ask this question every time we do a review but we gotta ask ourselves this again who is this movie for because i was watching this movie and imagine that i know nothing about superman okay mm-hmm. imagine this is my introduction to superman i would be lost okay Nolan produced this movie and he didn't direct it and he but he wrote the story and he produced it and you can see his fingerprints all over this in the worst way in my opinion I like Nolan you know I I like movies of course I like Nolan but Nolan has this thing where like after he did Memento and after he's done like all his movies he likes to do this thing where like he plays everything out of order and just lets the audience play catch-up that's fine when it when it fits the narrative when it fits the theme it works perfectly in inception it works perfectly in tenet i don't think it works very well with superman and it kind of worked in batman begins when they were showing him as a kid as a college student uh, with with the judging of the of the of, of the killer that kind of makes sense and be, because he was limited but i don't think it works very well in this because it starts and okay, we have like 20, 25 minutes of the Krypton thing. That's our introduction. Okay, perfect. That's fine. We go. 
but we're given no introduction to who these people are. We're giving no introduction to who his parents are. I had to ask you, I, I, I had to almost Google, like, are they important? Are they science? Are they kings? Like, why, why do they live in that ivory tower, tower or, or everyone? Why were they the ones that could conceive the, the natural child? And I'm sure all these questions have answers, but they were not given in the movie. And I don't think I need, and I don't think I need to be checking uh, IMDb or Wikipedia or Letterbox every couple seconds to enjoy a film, you know. So as uh, I'm no, I'm no stranger to to Superman. Okay, I, I watched Smallville. I read a couple of comics. I I've seen the old Superman films. I've seen the animated films. I know Superman. Okay, but imagine I'm a first time watcher. Okay, imagine this is my introduction. I would be lost. I would be like not understanding what's happening. It's not until like an hour into the film where finally we we, we get like uh we get this the not ghost but like that vision of uh of uh, Jorel explaining like everything. And I think an hour in when where during that first hour I'm supposed to understand and and, and the, understand the development of the character and the fact that I'm jumping between uh Kit. Kid Clark, teenage Clark, adult Clark, uh, Superman Clark. Like I'm, like it's it's not meshing well, you know. And well, I mean, and and I feel like I would I would be able to work with that if I got the time to meet and get to know the character. But all I'm seeing is this kid suffer, and I'm not feeling enough empathy for him because I don't get to know him. You know, you you and I read uh, American Alien, right? Yeah. Yeah. Between that and Smallville, you know, it's not even that long. I got to know the kid. I got to know the kid behind the cape. And I feel like I need to see who he is before I see him go through shit. Before I see, okay, we're going to see him change by the end, but we don't get to see him beforehand. And the fact that we're robbed from that opportunity, this is a two, uh, two and a half hour movie. And I don't feel like I got to know Clark very well. You know, mm-hmm. and sure, the movie is called Man of Steel. It's about Superman, but we're supposed to relate to him because he's a normal kid, and we don't get to see him be a normal kid enough. We just get to see him go through traumatic experience behind traumatic experience. You know. Well, I think I think they take us along the right for the growing pains, and as far as the um, the whole thing about we find out an hour into the movie, along with Clark, what's going on? I don't mind that. I don't mind. Uh, learning the story and going along with him with the journey i don't want to know everything so far ahead that's the point where when when clark has to play clark himself has to play catch up i'm already ahead you know and it's not always necessary that they give you all the answers sometimes uh you can just accept what comes like for example uh the in the dark knight do i care about how they met the mob how the joker found the mobsters how do you establish his name how do you get no, I'll fucking take it. Okay, these are bank robbers. Cool. What's next? Oh, wait, these guys are gonna about to send their kid. Oh, okay, I guess that's you know they're the Clark's parents. Oh, the planet's being destroyed. Shit. Okay, like it's. I don't think they take the time to establish like who his parents are, because it's how relevant isn't to the story. All you all you really need to care about is a hey, that guy right there, Robin Hood. That's his dad. Yeah. Next, and they go from okay. there and and establish Michael Shannon as a villain, which. He fucking kills Jor-El. Fair enough. Bad dude. Yeah. I, that's that's never actually brought up. Superman never even. It's, I don't even think Superman's aware. You killed my father. I yeah, I, I, I would have taken it. I would you know, imagine that would have made him over blood feud. But regardless, um, no, I was more than willing to go with them with the story. You know, it's uh, 
I'll go with you on this. Now, okay. if in the end product, they never go back and they never explain why the scout ship was there, why, you know, the planet exploded, you know, what the hell went down, what was wrong with Zod, his purpose. Now, if they just went, hey, here's the plot, don't worry about the backstory, I'll agree with you. There, there There's a problem. But the way they play it, I don't mind it. I like it. I'll fucking go with it. How many superhero okay. movies play the back and forth? Now, you're right. There is the Nolanness in it, but also... I can't think of other superhero movies besides the ones that Nolan did, the Batman ones, where they jump back and forth so much. Captain Marvel. Do they? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Now we know where they copied it from. <laughs> you said you wanted the old Eddie. Where the fuck are the gloves? They're right here. Let's go. So, okay. Okay. Uh, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. And you bring in a very interesting subject here. Uh, you mentioned, okay, you don't care how the Joker found, found the mobsters. Okay, cool. The movie's not about the mobsters. Mm-hmm. This movie is about Superman. And again, I, I I don't know Superman. I don't know Clark. I don't know this kid. Okay, he wants to do good. And he, okay, we see him doing good. Why does he want to do good? Okay, they don't really show that struggle, I think, enough. They show mm-hmm. some parts, but I don't think they do it enough for the, an audience or like a full audience to care. Okay, mm-hmm. Um Here's, here's the thing. I'm not a screenwriter. You're, I think you're a little bit more qualified than, 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 than that. And even then, you know, still saying much. <laughs> but, but I think if we had some scenes where we see Clark as a kid or as a teenager happy, you know, maybe enjoying something good. We have this beautiful scene at the, at the end of the film where when he gets that job at the, at the Daily Planet, we, we have the, the, this little flashback where he is as a kid playing in the backyard with the dog. And he has this, he takes this, uh, this, uh, this piece of red cloth and he puts it around his neck and it's like a cape and he's just running around. And that's, I love that scene. Okay. I like that scene. Why do we have that at the end? Why don't we have that at the start so that I can have a small idea of who this kid is and we and we and we see him be like a little bit of a you know a person because that's my problem with, with the film. Everyone idealizes this kid. Everyone's always talking as like a prophecy, or like like oh you come you come from far away. You're gonna bring us something. You're special. You're different. Everyone fears what they don't understand. I hate that. I've, we've seen it a million times. We've seen it in X Men. We've seen it in other superhero movies, and I just don't think it's exploited very well in this film. So if you got if you so Superman is the original superhero. I don't want to call I don't want to call him basic because he's anything but. He's been explo- he, We've seen him in a lot of different stories where where that quote okay we'll use that word that simpleness can be very special okay. And I love me some slice of life. So it's not like being simple. I will never call Superman boring. That's not a problem for me. But if you want to do a reinterpretation, because that's what this is, it's a reinterpretation. Superman will exist forever. We're always going to have new versions of him. If you wanted this version to stand out from the rest, it needs to be different. And sure, this version is different. Props to Snyder. He tried something new. Good. As an experiment, I think this movie is fine. But I think if you try, you can fail. And to me, this movie is a fail because of that. You know? Because he wasn't able to make you care about Superman? Because he was unable to make you care about the character? Correct. And the movie's I, called Man of Steel. Okay? I'm suppo- he's supposed to be the main focus. I'm supposed to care about him. I don't care about him because 
he's not given enough stuff to do. And again, it's not the actor's fault. He's a charismatic actor, but I just don't think he's given enough material to work with. I'll agree with you. I, I wish they had included some more moments of like his backstory as far as him being happy or why he does the right thing. Yeah. Um, there are moments of restraint though. Like, and I don't know, there are cute little tidbits here. Like for example, when one of the bullies pushes him over after he saved the bus and he saved all the kids and everything, he yeah. gets pushed by some older kid uh, and you see him bend the, bend the metal and he yeah. wants to slug him, yeah. but he has to restrain himself. And if you notice, he's actually reading Plato. He's reading philosophy. Yeah. Um, I mean, when's, it, when's the last time you saw a 12 year old kid reading Plato? Uh, a, a, in a, cats. You know and not 12 year old kid, a 12 year old alien boy from another planet. I've okay, never seen fine. a 12 year old alien boy reading Plato. Okay, fine. fine. Um, now, God, I felt sympathy for this kid with each, with each, uh, I guess, trauma, you know, his growing pains, you know. The world's too big. We'll make it small. You know, you see his mother being, you know, calming him down, talking to him, trying to be his peace. Um, you see him restraining himself, you know, dealing with his, uh, dealing you know, with bullies and whatnot. You see him, like, save the bus, save the kids in the bus. At yeah. great personal risk to his livelihood, the government will come and get him. Like, his parents fear. Yeah. And I love the fact that his dad, like, can we talk about it? You know, fuck going in order. We're just going to talk about a bunch of shit till we're done. The movie doesn't care to go in order. Neither should we. Fuck it. So <laughs> the, the, there's a really great scene that a lot of people have taken. And so a lot of people hated it. Personally, I really loved it because it opened up my mind to the to the thought. When after he saves them, the kids on the bus uh, and he asks his dad, you know, what, should, what was I supposed to just let them drown? And his dad says, I don't know, maybe. Because And he, the thing is. It's not about those kids' lives. It's the most realistic part to me. Uh, well, one of the most realistic parts of this movie is, hey, I understand those kids matter, but you're my kid. You matter the most to me. Yeah. You matter. And, you know, you risk, you know, exposing yourself. You risk people telling other people. And fucking there's a mom in there right, uh, right then and there uh, talking to Clark's mom saying, he moved the fucking bus. Like, there's no question. Other kids saw him. What the hell is going on? Um, and I like that. I like the fact that the dad said, like, I don't know if it was the right thing. Because it's realistic. I don't know about you. I know if my son was a, was a part alien or technically an alien that could literally move boulders with virtually no effort, I think I would tell him, hey, get down a little bit because yeah. I don't want anything to happen to you. He cares about his son and his safety. And then they have a really touching moment after where he shows him you know, when you landed here, this is what you were in when me and your mom uh, got yeah. you. Um, you know, and he's like, you know, can I just go back to being your son? And he he holds him and the kid's crying. Yeah. He's like, you are my son, you know, yeah. but I got to believe that you're here for a reason. And it's it's that encouragement that I think most parents do give. I think it's bullshit to not say that uh, uh, someday when I'm a parent, someday when you're a parent, when anyone you know, has a child of their own, they're going to believe in their child and tell them like, you're here for a reason, you know, yeah. find your purpose, you know, you're go be good, go be a good kid, you know, and so on and so forth, etc. Yeah. Um, that, that was so raw, but I loved that so goddamn much. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people hated that scene. I fucking really enjoyed it. I remember like, damn, they, I never thought of it like that. And I think Paul Kent had a point. Yeah. Totally. I, I can definitely see your point with that scene. 
I think that scene is, uh, I think it's fine. I'm not really on, on either side on that, on, on, on that conversation. I'm not a parent. I'm not close to being a parent, but I am the age that my dad had me. So I don't know what I would do in that situation, but, um, but. <laughs> I'm like, um, really? Your dad had you young? <laughs> yeah. Smart ass. Um, there's a, I don't know what I would do in Papa Ken's situation. Okay. Cause like, this is my kid. Is it, well, he's not really my kid, but he is my kid, you know? So what, what, what do I tell him? And that is where I think the movie would have benefited from seeing Clark as something else rather than a fucking saint. Okay. Because this kid is not, he's too perfect. Okay. He's not he's a flawed. good kid. He's a good kid. Yes. But like, give him one scene where he gets to be selfish like kids are, you know, you know, that scene. Yes. When, when he bends the metal, I would have given, and I would have, I would have understood more if like, if the, if in that, if in that moment, um, if he had swung one fist, just like at those bullies, you know, maybe not kill them, but definitely like swing like one. Because, just like deck the living shit out of him. Yeah, but because like the most we see him like get get the best of him is like the, the one scene where he crushes that guy's truck, like outside <laughs> of the bar, which you know oh, is man. which is more played for laughs than 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 to express <laughs> the fact that he's you know they got the best of him. Um, you know, Superman can be a one. Fuck that guy! He fucking poured yeah. beer on his head. He was yeah. trying. He's been a creep to a waitress. Superman told him to fuck off. He poured beer on his head. Superman's like, I agree. "If I punch you, I'll kill you." So I'm not gonna do that. But I'm gonna get pretty fucking close and destroys yeah. his livelihood. Which, to be fair, fuck that guy. <laughs> no, and I agree. But like, I think if we had seen a scene like that of him, uh, maybe as a kid or like as a teenager. Where like we see how his li- what his limits are and how far he can go if he makes the wrong choice. Do you know why the first why the first Tobey Maguire Spider Man movie is so good? Why we identify with 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 his struggles because he was selfish and because of his selfishness, Uncle Ben died. Okay, mm-hmm. we don't have a scene like that for Superman. Okay, and I'm not saying he has to, but it would have really helped. I mean, even the scene where he where where Papa Kent dies. I don't like that scene. Mm-hmm. I don't like that scene because he knows his powers by then. And we know that he has super speed. He could have very easily just like, just go and get him back. You know? How? Fucking in his first fist fight, he destroys the entire goddamn area of Smallville. He can't <laughs> use his powers. He's never actually tested them. All he knows is me strong. But he can fly, he, he, can, he can run really fast. He can do something like that. Oh, okay? can we run really fast and catch my dad in a tornado? Hopefully when I grab him, I don't break, shatter his, all the bones in his body. Also, there's a fucking hurricane. Will they pull the air out of his lungs and kill him? I am like, not going to fight physics here, okay? I we, we are not the right people to fight physics here, okay? <laughs> no, okay? fuck you. I'm the just... old Eddie is the right guy to fight physics. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> a person tornado would have killed them. Would have killed Paul Kent. Also... Fucking Clark can survive a, like a what a hundred foot fall and be fine, even if he's holding Paul Kent and tries to shield him. Yeah, no, he's fucked. Okay. The velocity alone, he'll get Gwen Stacy'd. Okay, we'll we'll get to okay. Remember this part because we're gonna come back to it. Okay? No, fuck that. We're at this part. Let's talk about this goddamn scene. <laughs> okay, no, not 
Not the scene. Something specifically that you just mentioned. Okay? Where's Daisy? No, before that. Hundred okay. foot fall. He can withstand everything. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's jump two hours into the film. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's jump into the final fight between him and Saad in the city. Okay. The scene where that everyone praises because everyone gets to feel like a little kid because everything is being destroyed. Okay. Okay. If you if you enjoy that scene. Awesome. Good for you. You know, power to you, props to you. Hallelujah. There is one scene that just pisses me to no end. There's this one scene where Superman is standing in front of a building, okay? And he gets a bus thrown at him. Do you know the scene that I'm talking about? Yes. He gets a scene, he gets a bus thrown at him. And what does he do? He Close moves. <laughs> he moves. And he lets the bus go through the building. Okay, he's got. He can withstand it. He can stop it. He decides to let the building go. Fuck okay. the building. What do you mean, fuck the building? People work there, man. Fuck them. They should have evacuated earlier. <laughs> There's a huge dubstep machine coming up and down, destroying half the city. Hey, if you didn't get out by now, like we might just be cleaning up like the the leftovers at this point. <laughs> If you're if you're too stupid to not run at this point, stay where you are. We'll get to you eventually. Wink, wink. Oh, <laughs> see, that, see, that's the thing. And, like and, the dumbass. Ha- oh, you want to talk about it later? Okay, and, he, and, and here's the thing. I again, I don't want to be one of those white guys on the internet that's like, oh, they shouldn't have done this. They should have done that. I, I'm not here. I'm, I'm not. I'm not here to, to to do that. Okay, I'm not. I'm just here to say. This movie is not for me because of those specific reasons. Because I don't think the storytelling is very works for this. Okay, mm-hmm. some things just don't mesh well together. And if we, and I don't want to be an, an an absolutist because only Sith deal in absolutes. Even though that sentence itself is an absolute. Well done, Lucas. You truly are a master of writing. Um, but here's the thing. There's this term, and you're probably familiar, you know, but, you know, the, there's no such thing as like a perfect, always, you know, morally white hero. We don't have those. We can name like two of them, like probably like Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird, maybe Superman, maybe a couple more. Who? Goku. Goku would, you know how everyone always brings the argument of like, Okay. All might. Here's the thing. Here's Naruto? the thing. Here's the thing. You know how everyone always brings the argument of like, but could he beat Goku? Someone, someone made the argument of like, but could Thanos beat Goku? I'm like, Goku would give him the Infinity Stones just to see what would happen. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's not let's not bring Goku into everything. But wait, but Goku can move so fast in between the snap of one finger, about him to go this way, he'll kill him. We are this close. To to being those white guys, we are being this close. We're getting this close. We're better. I've been than here this, for Eddie. years. We're better than this. Are okay. we though? I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying for us to be okay. Okay. Here's the thing. So okay. Here's so the thing. Here's so, the thing. Ba- so Superman. So uh, so if there are morally white heroes, which maybe there are. And we want to believe that Superman is one of them because he represents this classic ideal of like, he's the best that 
that we can be and he's totally he, he's totally willing to you know let his people go uh, the one line that i always remember from this film the, the 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 quote that to me really works is there's there's a moment where clark where, where, where superman is fighting sod and he said and sod is trying to appeal to the kryptonian in him and and, and tells him like do you not care do you not care about about about, about krypton and and i don't even think that superman's talking i think that's clark and he says krypton had its chance you know that line to me really works because we get to see um, how he's probably more human now than ever. You know, he his brain is like is, is like you know what these people I've known them and I and I see how wonderful they can be and I and I see how and I see the, I see the good in them, but I don't believe him because we don't see the good. We only see the bad. We only see the accidents. We only see the bullying. We only see the all the people being mean to him and him keeping it all inside. The only goodness that we know is from his parents and from the dog, obviously. But <laughs> he is, in fact, the goodest of bullies. Yeah, but that's the thing. Why does he love us? Okay, why does he love the earth? The earth does not. There's someone where the mom tells him. Like, like be their hero be their savior or be nothing the world doesn't know you anything that's perfect i think that uh works as good as the speech that papa kent gave him okay because but he doesn't listen to that because he blindly believes that we are the best that we can be and we don't get to see the people being good to him and that i think would have helped build up his humanity at the end i i, I feel like yeah he is the goodest of boys but he's it's his motivations are empty well, and shit, empty. And shit. So, so sorry i i just realized something and maybe that's why he's so good you know maybe that's why he's this perfect ideal because even though the world is shit to him he's good to it back but i don't i don't find that very interesting i don't know i think it just goes back to you he's the boy scout he's the quintessential boy scout mate yeah he is the good guy fucking batman even said Fundamentally, Clark is a good person. And fundamentally, I'm not. Yeah. Um, he believes in the best in people. He believes in in doing the right thing, even when it's not the the best thing or the easy thing. You yeah. have to do the right thing morally. What is the right thing to do? Save lives. You know, e- even if half these people hate him, he'll still go out and try to save them if he can. Yeah. You know, fucking that school bus. Pretty sure some of those kids were dicks. He saved them all. I'm pretty sure he could have thrown some of them out of the bus and let them drown to save the rest. He didn't because it's the yeah. right thing to do. Yeah. Um, you can argue that, well, is it because, uh, like, like why? Like, give us a reason why he wants to save us. He he doesn't necessarily need a reason. Heroes, maybe to some degree, heroes shouldn't need a reason. Why was Captain America fighting so hard for his country? You mean the country because of doctors? white and they told him to do it. <laughs> No, Steve Rogers is better than that. But if you really fucking think about it, yeah, they everyone treated him shit until he got muscles. Think about it. Tony Stark, all of a sudden, he started to give a shit about the world when a bomb blew up in his face. Only when it happens to you do you start to be a good person. I'd argue that does make them more complex. Fair enough. But in this instance, for this particular character, doesn't work that way. He's a good person because fucking fundamentally, he is a good person. And according yeah. to Zack Snyder, he's also Jesus. I'm so glad you mentioned that. And I'm so glad you mentioned Iron Man because look, when we were taking, when, when, when we were in college, I took this, uh, I, I took this, this writing class 
and we were asked to compare a popular film with one of the stories from the Bible, because we 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 were shown how storytelling wise, a lot of store a lot of a lot of modern stories are just retelling of stories from the Bible, with like you know all the changes and everything. And I wrote this uh, this essay about how Iron Man is basically the Moses story. You know, he goes away and he comes back and he's a changed man and he's here to bring you know good things. Um, and I'm so glad that the, the second that you mentioned Iron Man, I'm like, great, perfect. This is going to be a segue. But I'm so glad that you mentioned that Zack Snyder thinks that he's Jesus because Jesus H. Christ, which I don't even know why we say H. Christ. We don't say that in Spanish. We just say it in English. But here's the thing. I am all for, you know, physical metaphors, okay? There's a moment in the movie Baby Driver where the character of Baby is giving these gloves and the gloves are red. And uh, Kevin Spacey asks him to wear them while he's doing the mission. The gloves are red specifically because there's blood on his hands, okay? That's a perfect, beautiful uh, physical metaphor, okay? Uh, I'm fine with name metaphors. One of my favorite books is this book is this book called Looking for Alaska. The main guy's character is called Maul, and he, he has to stop this girl from going crazy and, you know, ending herself. His last The last name of this guy is Halter. Halt her beautiful okay. the, the great gatsby his best friend is nick what's his last name caraway care away beautiful okay metaphors can be a wonderful thing but when you have a super walking talking metaphor if you have superman standing in a church with a picture of jesus behind him and he's telling the priest if i if i must sacrifice myself to save everyone i will do it you gotta be a little bit more subtle man you gotta be like just a little bit more subtle because you're being i mean that scene plus that scene where like uh uh, uh he, he floats in space like a like a cross where papa Gerard is like only you can save them all and he goes to earth like Okay, to Come be on, fair, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll give you the Jesus one. I'll give you that one when they're in the church. Fair enough. Can you be more subtle? But, and I'm pretty sure he did on purpose, but all I can say is this. Look, man, if I'm going to flow into space, I'm probably doing it in a cross too. <laughs> all right, that's just instinct. Just like, okay, what's going on now? Um, but no, the whole Jesus metaphor, fucking what else do you expect? Like, they, they, they not only is that like a part of his... Uh, of his uh, comic book history, not, not only is that a thing there, um, Zach turned into it. And the thing is, he turned into it so fucking hard that they dealt with a lot of the shit that went down in this movie in Batman vs. Superman, which we'll talk about next yeah. week. Totally. Uh, false, you, you know, when they spray the thing that said false god and everything. Yeah. Exactly. Well, not just that. Like, fucking, uh, even Jesse Eisenberg's character, Jesse Eisenberg's character makes a point, you know, the false god is here. But yeah. fucking, oh, we're getting ahead. We're getting ahead. So sticking within this movie, I thought it was kind of humanizing the fact that you know this humanizing. Again, no, 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 no. This part, no, no, hold God on, hold on. is humanizing. Let, let me, let me, let me give, let me give the context to this. Okay, okay, yeah. When he this with all within all sense of purpose, bulletproof walking God that can fly the planet in minutes, goes to a little church in his town, goes to the poor young priest that has the responsibility of being in the small town. Yeah, and says like, I know what the right thing is to do, and he still has to talk to someone. He has to like, he seeks counsel. It's yeah. like, the fuck, you know, you got like an alien spaceship right over there that can help you out, bro. Right? He's like, yeah, I know, but I gotta go talk. Like, 
Like yeah. to me, that's a little humanizing. Like I need guidance in this moment and I don't have my father here. He seeked help. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, that's shit. That's great. And another yeah. point, he, he goes to talk to his mom and he says like, I found out who I am. Yeah. You know, to, to me, that's humanizing. That's, that's, that's um, a moment where it's yeah. like, he, he's relieved and he's happy. And he's like, I, I found out why I'm here. Like I, I found, found purpose, my, yeah. my, my, my birth father. I found my, my birth parents. I know who my people are. Fucking guess what? My name is Cal L. What's your last name? L. What's your first name? Cal. <laughs> they, were, were they smart on your planet? <laughs> you know, um, yeah. shit like that. Like I, I enjoyed uh, those moments of, of peace and I get it. I'm probably digging for them and I'm putting myself in those positions a little too much. But fucking, that's what I can relate to this guy. Like, if you have a Superman complex of, like, just wanting to do the right thing because morally it's the right thing to do, you relate to him. Now, granted, there's a small chunk of people that maybe feel that way, but I found him interesting. Um, I relate to Superman a lot fucking more than Tony Stark, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe that's another reason why I like this movie so much. I can understand, like, to some degree why he does the bullshit he does, even when it makes no sense to anyone. Yeah, totally. That's not the best defense of this movie, but fucking that's <laughs> the that's the that's the those are the hands I'm playing right now. We have to remember, and this is something that's more to the audience than to everyone. We're not here to, you know, defend. We're not attacking or defending the movie. Yes, we are. Side. We're both attacking and defending this movie. Don't you fucking play nice guy in this? This is the old days. This is the FBA days, motherfucker. We're in this for the next three movies. You have the old Eddie we're not no, no like let's uh let's, let's bring it back for a second i'm not here to like say like snyder is a horrible person and this is a horrible movie i'm not saying that oh, what okay. i'm saying here what i'm saying here is and and here is where my where i can't fucking like attack because i'm not i'm not in that mentality anymore i can't be in that in that film twitter toxic mentality i can't that's why i can't even criticize this film in like a way that like goes beyond like i can say i don't like this this doesn't work for me this didn't attract me but at the end of the day i have like a harboring respect for it because he tried to do something new with superman the last superman movie before this was boring like superman returns was boring because it, it was all tricks that we've seen before and okay you're trying to do a little remix with superman you, you're you're trying to add a little bit of of uh, of, of nolan flavor you know, you try to do it a, a little bit more gritty. It worked with Dark Knight. Hell, even the title, Man of Steel, this is such a, it, it's taken right out of like the Dark Knight instead of in, in, instead of Batman. Like it's trying to be like a little bit more serious, but I just don't think it fits. I don't think it fits the mood of the film. I don't think it fits the, the, the mood of the character. This is the equivalent of like what Riverdale is to Archie or like what Godsey's dog is to Charlie Brown. You know, it's just, it's not the same. And, you know, props to them for trying, okay? My sister watches Riverdale every fucking week and she loves it, okay? So of course there's an audience for these reinterpretations. And I know you, you, you and I know you, you love it. And I know the film made money and I know it was, it was, a, it was a success enough for it to launch, you know, its own shared universe where, you know, a couple more interesting films came out, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, I just don't think this movie is for me. And that's it. You know, that's it. I, I feel bad because I feel like 
Hendrick, I, I feel like I felt like Hendrick, uh, when I saw uh, Margot Robbie in Suicide Squad, I didn't think she was very good at Harley Quinn, and I didn't like her Harley Quinn interpretation. But then they gave her another chance in in, in Birds of Prey, and she kicked it out of the park. Okay, she was fucking fantastic. If we could have a movie where Henry Cavill gets to shine as Superman, fuck it, I I would be in love. That might be the best version of Superman that we ever get. Probably better than like the animated versions. Because he's that good. But I just, I can't connect with them. We don't mesh, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and I try to. I haven't watched this movie in years. And I watched it last night specifically for this because I didn't want to be biased. I wanted to be as open as possible. And just like I did in that sad movie theater in 2013, I feel the same way now. I can't, man. I can't with this movie. I... Yeah. Fuck, man. Damn, you laid a lot out there. I'm trying to like re-examine. Like, okay, where do I start with this? Yeah. Um, and, and and I wanted to like it. That's the worst part because like I wanted to like it. I wanted to be to be in its side, but I'm just. And and it's not even because I can't relate to it. I I can love movies where 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 I can't relate. One of my one of my favorite movies is Lady Bird. I've never been a teenage a teenage Catholic schoolgirl. But I fucking related to that movie hardcore. So, you know, the character doesn't have to look like me or even be like me for me to relate. But I just, it's very hard. It's very hard. And it's, and I don't feel like this is a movie where I should be turning off my brain and just enjoying the visuals because I don't like the visuals either. Movie's gray mush. How'd you feel about the, the first flight scene? <sighs> no. This don't might be my most controversial there. take. Don't you fucking dare. I don't like the first flight scene. Ladies and gentlemen, this was the FBA. Uh, this, <laughs> I'm sorry, this was the rollback. Uh, I don't like the first flight scene. It's not it, 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 It's not Henry Cavill's fault. It, it's not Russell Crowe's fault. I mostly blame the music. I mostly blame the music. The music in that scene should make me feel what he's feeling. Okay, It should make me feel like I am flying right next to him. Do you remember the original Superman theme? It's heroic. It's dynamic. Okay. It's famous. Okay. It's iconic because of how it sounds. It may, the, 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 the title, the, the, the little uh, slogan, the little tagline for the film was you believe a man can fly. And they didn't need to tell you, you would just need to see it and you feel it. You feel the emotion and that music it took you there. I hate the music in Man of Steel because it never decides if it wants to be heroic or dark. It always takes like a middle part. It feels like an outtake from like a, the, the, the Dark Knight theme. So I don't really like it. And because of that, I feel like it takes me out. Even at the end where we finally see the title card and we hear the music while the credits, the music is kind of like fighting itself between being like proud and heroic and being dark mushy. And that's a perfect metaphor for this film. It wants to be bright and heroic, but the dark, mushy, and the feel, the, the need to be taken serious, it doesn't mesh well. It doesn't mesh well. And there's been directors that have been able to pull this off perfectly before, but I don't think this movie does it very well. And the, the first flight scene, my friend, uh, my friend Jimmy loves this scene. He hates the movie, but he loves this scene because he says like, oh, I, I feel like I'm right next fly, flying with him. I rewatched that scene several times just to like try to get in that moment. And 
doesn't work for me. It doesn't work. Like, again, I hate to make this comparison again because I want to make this as... Next week, remind me, remind me of this. Next week when we do Batman versus Superman, remind me to take a shot every time I compare, I compare anything to Marvel because I don't want to do it, okay? I, but, I'm sure about that. That can kill yes. you. That might actually legitimately kill you. As of today at 6.30 p.m., I am on vacations for like uh, 10 days. So like, I'm Oh, good. shit, this is the time? This is the time, man. Ooh. This is our time right here. So if this is the time to do, to do a drunk episode, this is the time, okay? So... I mean, are we going to do a drunk episode? I'm down to. We just didn't pick up the right movie to do it. This should have been the one, honestly. So, oh, me. <laughs> I mean, I've got I've got whiskey in the, in the cabinet. No, no, let's do it next week. Let's do it for <laughs> Batman versus Superman. It would make more sense. Oh, God. Um, you want to do a drunk Batman versus... Okay, fuck it. Mine. I'm all done. right. I, I'm going to work hungover. Okay, so where was I? Yes. So I was going to make the comparison. Do you remember that scene in the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire where he realizes that he can crawl the the walls? Yeah. Yeah. The music is rising. He's going up. And then he has this little moment where he's, he's, he's going up. He's at the very top. He looks down and he woos. He woos. Man, he woos, and then after he woos, he's running, you know, from one top of a building to another. He's running, and he's he's happy. He's joyful, okay? Mm-hmm. This Superman is not... He's flying, man. He's flying. He's smiling. He's like, holy he's, shit. Like, but he's put, not... He puts both his hands out, and then he does, like, one. He's just like, oh, my God, I'm doing but, this. But I don't feel it, man. I don't feel it, and that's and and I'm not I'm not devoid of feeling. I'm just telling you, I felt it in this other film, but I don't feel it here. And I don't and I, I don't know if it's the music. I don't know. I don't know if it's the fact that it's happening and at the same time we're hearing uh, Papa Jorel and Clark talk back and forth, and that's taking me out a bit. That scene needs to be quiet. It just needs to be him realizing that and enjoying it and. It's so short. It ends so fast that he just, you know, hits, hits down and he just stops. He just stops doing it because we have to move the plot along, even though the movie's two and a half fucking hours. And yeah, so no, I don't I, love I the lo- first light scene. I love the first time he tries to fly and eat shit in the Arctic. He's just laughing his ass off. He's just like, uh, mm, I should probably take this seriously now. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. The movie doesn't decide if it wants to be taken serious or if it wants to make jokes. And that's why when there are some jokes, they feel odd. They feel very out of place. Uh, there's, there's a scene at the very end where where uh, after the fight with Sod ends and, you know, they they he takes this uh, satellite, I think, and, and like he brings it back into, into Area 51 or whatever. He brings it back to this military base. And... This, this, uh, these two soldiers come out in, in this truck and they come out and the, 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 one of the soldiers is this, like, do you know that's like $2 million like, uh, and, and stuff? And they're talking. And in that moment, I see the charisma. I see that, that, that Superman that wants to come out. But there's no, there's no middle part between that and th- what we just saw. There's no middle part be- be- between oh, him quipping and making making jokes right right after that scene where he's yelling about how he just had to kill Sod, you know. 
And I feel like there needs to be a moment in between where we see him go through that into this other scene because then the, the, then he makes a joke where, where, where he's like, well, you're not even an American. And he's like, I, I grew up in Kansas. I'm as American as they come. And then he leaves and we have the other soldier who's like, I just think he's kind of hot. Like, there's no... What is this movie trying to be, man? Everything. I mean, okay, look, Zack Snyder, fuck. Comedy is not his forte. Fucking fair enough. I'll go with you on that. Um... Again, man, I just I went with the journey and I didn't mind it. There were yeah. there I understand there are some parts fair enough. It's not that funny. Fair enough. And I noticed that. I noticed, huh, I'm laughing a lot less in this movie than I did in the other in the uh, other Marvel movies, but yeah. fucking not every superhero movie has to be a half comedy. Yeah. You know? And 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 parenthesis, the movie does not need to be a comedy. It doesn't need to. Mm. Like, like it doesn't owe me anything, okay? It doesn't owe it you does. happiness or smiles or laughs. Fuck you, you're okay. gonna take this like super powered alien, and you're gonna just take it and go with it. <sighs> I can't, space, space Jesus. <laughs> I can't, I want to, but I can't. And see, and that's the thing, like, okay, um, okay, can I talk about another aspect of this movie that I think yes. you, you actually did enjoy that, yes. that maybe we can we can both reflect on positively? Totally. The villains. The villains are... The, the big problem with writing Superman and the, the problem that a lot of comic book writers have with Superman is motherfuckers basically invulnerable. Like, like what? You're going to make someone stronger than him? No. What? We're going to make someone faster than him? <laughs> the Flash. That's it. Yeah. Um, the problem is trying to not just not necessarily humanize him, but uh, uh, can you make a viable threat to him, someone that, that challenges him morally as well as physically he is challenged physically i mean jesus christ he destroys smallville in a small skirmish with with two general zod soldiers him and zod fucking wrecked metropolis like it's no one else's business uh to a point where the bat comes out of retirement that comes later um <clears throat> but it gets to a point where and i want to talk about that scene you know after the dragon ball z fight when they when they destroy the the city um Zod's about to kill a small family. Yeah. And Superman's like, tell him just don't do it. Like, like he's trying to talk him down, like, stop. And Zod's like, fuck you. Like, I have no purpose. Like, like all I'm gonna do is I'm gonna kill them all. Or you or you're gonna have to put me down. You pay. Yeah. Yeah. And Superman, he doesn't want to, but he snaps his fucking neck. Yeah. And he screams in agony because he didn't want to kill another person. I, I hate it when people use the argument in in super in all superhero movies in general, but typically with Batman and Superman they say just kill the bad guys. Yeah, it's not that easy. You have to wear it on shelf. Yeah, but the heroes just fucking kill them. Yeah. Could you put a human being down even yeah. if you knew that they were wrong? Can you do it? You know, it, it's it's a hard thing to do. It's a hard choice to make, and I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And again, and, and again, you know, this movie is trying to be something different. It's trying to present Superman in a different light. And, you know, again, props to it that it's trying. And that's not a part that I particularly feel a lot of emotion towards. You know, I understand how it hurts him to have to put someone else down. Another Kryptonian, mind you, you know, like like he's grabbing he's grabbing to him. And he's like, this might be like the last person to, you know, share my you know myself and i feel like if maybe they could they could have focused on that a little bit more if maybe they could have 
you know, make them relate a little bit more. I feel like it would have been, it would have been more hurtful the fact that, that, that they had to kill him. And it would have helped also if by the next scene, we don't have the, I just think he's hot. Like there needs to be a balance between that. It, mm. it needs to, it, it needs to mesh better. Snyder is a wonderful cinematographer. I think he captures beautiful imagery. Okay. Uh, that's why most of his movies are are remembered because they're visually very engaging. Uh, 300, every, if you say 300, everyone knows it's red skies and a bunch of, uh, a bunch of abs and they're, they're fighting. We know it. If someone says Watchmen, we all think Blue Penis. You know, if someone says uh, Legends of Gahoo, we think, oh yeah, that old movie that I never saw. You know, we, we know Snyder, okay? And I That's think- That's right, you made an animated movie. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, so I think Snyder missed his calling. I think, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I, I think he would be a wonderful DP, okay? I think he would be a wonderful director of photography. I think stories just don't work. That's why his best works are adaptations. And the furthest that he gets from being loyal to those adaptations, the more we see the flaws, the more we see the chinks in the armor. Okay, Watchmen is is an all right adaptation because it very lightly differs from the graphic novel. Uh, his first film is a remake of, uh, of, of Night of the Living Dead that I think is wonderful. But I just don't think these are the stories that he should be telling. And as like my final point, I am very worried about the Snyder Cut. I was very excited before. I'm not as excited now. Because you watched this I'm movie? More, after watching this and Batman vs. Superman again, I am more concerned that I am excited for the Snyder Cut. I'm going to watch it, and I will be fair, and I will not be biased, but I am looking forward to it less. Fair? Um, Yeah. But I want you to hear everything you have to say about this movie, because I feel like I I always take cover on the reviews also. No, no, fucking... I don't know, just the little moments in this movie throughout the film uh, mean the world to me. Those little moments where I can relate to him as far as him, you know... uh, we're so frustrated, you know, trying to do the right thing, even when it's not the, the most popular or easy thing to do. Yeah. You have to fucking do the right thing. Like you can't stop it. You know, yeah. you got a problem at that point. Um, his relationship with his parents. I understand, you know, his relationship with his father is a little complicated. They have that huge fight right before his dad dies. A yeah. Superman saying, you know, a, a Clark saying, I don't want to be a farmer. Like I want to, I want to make my choices in life. Yeah. And uh, you know, his father's like, Three generations we've been farmers. Three fucking generations. And he says, yeah, your family, not mine. And he pulls out the fucking gun. You're not my real dad. Fuck you. Um, I felt that. I felt like that was realistic. That felt fucking hard. Also, Henry Cavill does not look like a high schooler, ladies and gentlemen. But nonetheless, um, yeah, just a raw emotion in there. I liked it. I enjoyed the Superman because it was a completely different interpretation because I think it's fair to say every other version has been fucking lighthearted and happy-go-lucky and just the absolute worst version of a Boy Scout that you could possibly get. Whereas in this one, it was like, no, shit's kind of hard, man. Like, trying to be this kind of good person in this world. He even says that line, no one stays good in this world. Like, fucking he was broken. 
killing a human being. Well, killing the last, one of the last of a species. They're, they're going to introduce Supergirl anyway. Killing we'll a <laughs> killing a Kryptonian was hard for him. Killing anything was hard for him. I wish. Uh, have you ever seen that '70s show? Totally. I wish radical. Right, <laughs> dude. Um, but no. So there's an, a great episode in there with Red and Eric when they go hunting. And Eric, you know, has the gun and he shoots at a buck. And Red makes fun of him and says, God, you're a lousy shot. You suck. And and uh, Eric looks at him and just says, you see that can over there about 100 yards away? And Eric, and his dad's like, yeah, there's no possible way. <laughs> and he hits the can. He says, Jesus Christ, that was 100 yards. How the hell did you make that shot? And Eric says, I'm a great shot. I just didn't want to kill anything. Yeah. I wish they had included that. I literally stole that scene from my version of Man of Man of Steel, which <laughs> hopefully will come out fucking eventually. Um, <laughs> but just to show, like, he's compassionate. He doesn't want to hurt anyone. He just wants to fucking be there, chill, maybe have a beer and go to IHOP and Sears. Or Danny's, I think it was IHOP. It was I'm IHOP. Sure yes. Um, and there are moments where like he saves soldiers, like he's actively trying to save people's lives. He's he's telling his the people in Smallville, get inside, run. Like he can't. There's only so much he can do. This is his first fist fight, mind you. Um it, it gets ugly, but it also gets ugly, like incredibly realistic. The visuals of those buildings being destroyed, heartbreaking, also really fun, you know, if you let your inner seven-year-old come out. <laughs> I remember myself when I had Legos when I was that age. Hell yes. Um, <laughs> I just, I enjoyed this film and I understand why other people don't. But nonetheless, I really fucking liked it. Uh, it was a different take. It was a risk. I'll fucking take it. I'll take the risk. And to me, at least, it paid off. Are there some things I would like to have seen differently? Yeah. I think my biggest gripe, if I could change one thing, was just brighten up the color scheme just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. And then we'll take it from there as far as character points and whatnot. Um, yeah, I think I pointed out like what I liked. I liked his father's response to letting those kids die because fuck them. Uh... <laughs> Papa Kent really said, fuck them, kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just enjoy so many aspects of it. Also, um, maybe not everyone saw this, but I did. Uh, that uh, Lois and Clark are a good couple. Like, like they kind of made sense. They had some chemistry. Didn't have a, all the time in the world to like, you know, fucking show how great they are together. But I liked them for what they were. I liked. Them. Can I point out one more thing? Yeah. Um. I know that. Uh, I don't want to be one. I don't want to be that guy. That's like pointing out inconsistencies. Mm -hmm. But you know. It's my show. I'll do it. Um, at the end of the movie, we see... Uh, okay, so, uh, you know, Clark Kent, this is it's, uh, Superman's secret identity. We, we, we know him. He's a, he's a reporter. He becomes a reporter at the end for the, for the Daily Planet. Um, I don't think this guy is very worried of keeping his identity a secret. Here's a couple things. One... At the end of the movie, we see uh, we see Perry White being played by uh, what's his name, L L L Lawrence Fishburne. Who, by the okay. way, who by the way, I love him as Perry White. I think he he's great in the role. Okay, um, there's a scene at the end where like he comes in with a couple of, of people from the, that work on the Daily Planet, and they see 
and, and, the, and they're with Lois Lane and she meets uh, Superman at the end and they kiss. And she says, uh, you know, it's always, you know, what they say, it's always down, downhill after the first kiss. I had to like pause it and be like, do people say that? <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that. But, but me anyway. neither, actually. I just had goosebumps from how bad that was. Yeah, I, I, I remember hearing like, who says that? Okay. These Perry White and company see them kiss. Then like a, a week later, like, oh, this is the new guy, Clark Kent. And then they know they're a couple. Do they make the connection? Like, do they do they just see him with two dudes who look exactly the same, just one without glasses, and just like don't make the connection? No, no, just <laughs> just get, go go to bed. Chema, you're tired. Go to bed. And also, you're tired. And also, let, from there we jump into that other scene when, where 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 he's talking with the soldier, and he's like, "I grew up in Kansas. I'm as American as they come." How many people does does this guy think live in farms in Kansas? They, they can track him down like this, okay? Um, Do you want to track down the demigod? I don't fucking. I wouldn't. I would not. No. Look, look the look. The American government has gotten in trouble for like way less. So like. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, wondering, but like the thing is, like nukes are option with almost everybody. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. So there's that too, and then by the end, <laughs> oh god. And then uh, we'll 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 talk about this when, when we talk about uh uh, uh Batman Superman and Justice League. But like spoilers for Batman Superman. But like you know, he dies at the end of BBS, and then the newspaper is, is like front page: Superman dies. Third page: local newspaper: Clark Kent dies as well. <laughs> And then they bring him back in Justice League. Is there a newspaper that, that, that that's like Superman lives? Third page, local newsboy Clark Kent comes miraculously comes back to life. <laughs> like they need to think these things through before they commit to them. And that's my problem with DC. I don't think they commit to their ideas because they don't give them enough time to marinate. Okay, that's my problem. That's why it takes them too long. Okay, I'm going to quote uh, the Angry Joe review when he says, like, how many comic books would, Supermere, would, Superhum- would Superman exist? Thousands, millions. And how many movies did you do with him? Two. You made two movies with him and you killed him off. How dare you? Like, we didn't even get to know him that well. Now he's gone. We'll talk more about that with BBS. But uh, I don't think even the, Ma- the, the Man of Steel movie explores him enough to make him likable or you know for me to want to follow his story this is the first time in years that i was re- that i was watching a movie and i was just praying it would end okay and that's not a feeling that i get often and that's not a feeling that i want to get often but this movie just like boils my blood after rewatching this and rewatching Batman vs Superman i realized that i am more open to rewatching Batman vs Superman and we'll talk more about that next week but this Man, if I never see this again, I am happy. <laughs> I am uh, a happy camper. Uh, I wanted more, actually, of this movie. I wanted to see more of his world. I wanted to see the character explored more. <clears throat> I think that's another complaint, actually. I wish I had more Superman to enjoy. I wish I had more of Clark. But, mm, fair Me enough. too. Yeah. Um, so, so. What, what are your final thoughts? Final grades? Final thoughts... I feel like 
I was a different person in 2013 when I first watched this movie and I didn't like it back then. Mm. And I was willing to rewatch it to see if the person that I become, you know, maybe sees this in a different light. Mm. And I, and yes, I see this movie in a different light, but the different, but just because the light is different doesn't mean the light is better. Mm. And no, I still don't like this film. I I don't think it's very good. I don't think it it it, it holds itself to to rewatches. I think it's a horrible introduction to the character. Cause like I'm trying to think about like the first time watcher, okay? But mm. seeing it from my perspective, it didn't give me enough Superman. It didn't give me enough Clark Kent. It didn't give me enough enough for me to care. I think I'm so glad that I watched things like Smallville or like the animated Justice League or the animated or the new adventures of, of, of Superman because I feel like I have a better understanding of the character through there. And I'm going to tell you and I'm going to tell the audience the same thing that I've told you every time we watch a DC film and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's not for me, but I'm so glad it's for you. Okay, mm-hmm. because, because I have my characters that I love that have been butchered in films. <clears throat> Percy Jackson. So, you know, that I know deserve a better chance because I know how good they can be. And I just don't think this is the, this is the best or even a good interpretation of what I know a great character can be. Okay. I score this film a two out of 10. Go ahead. Um, a minus. Good. Uh, I don't. You're fair. I just. You're I, biased, but you're fair. <laughs> I'm biased. I'll fucking I'll, I'll admit that every day, twice on Sundays. Fucking, I'm biased. The thing is, is I just enjoy the movie. I enjoy the fact that this character that again I had been following for literally now at least two decades, two and a half decades was finally brought to life, and it was a version that I had never seen before, and it was a version that I was interested in. You know, they piqued my interest. I didn't get a sequel for about three years for this movie. Um, right? Three years? Yeah, BB, uh, BBS came out in 2016. I didn't get a sequel for three years. And this was my only taste. I have the fucking Blu-ray in the other room of this movie. And I just, I enjoyed being along for the ride. I enjoyed the story. And I know, I, I'm self-aware enough to know it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. But my willingness to accept characters even if they're not necessarily the most popular interpretation or the one that makes the most sense, I'm, I'll take them. I'll take them in any way I can. Um, I don't know. Maybe if I had uh, a bigger pool to draw from, maybe my opinion would be different. But as of right now, my biggest complaint about Man of Steel is it's the only real uh, single Man of Steel movie that we've had. It's the best Superman movie we've had, uh, I'd argue, in the past 30, 40 years you know, uh, of him. Mm-hmm. I just enjoyed it as far as it went. And I'd argue the the visuals hold up. I'd fucking argue that. All right, man. And scene. We can come back to being us. <laughs> um, no, I ain't turning it off. We got BBS next week and then we got the Snyder Cut after that. I ain't you're getting three episodes of the old Eddie. Let's go. Yeah, this is like this is like giving cocaine to a jellyfish. Um, here's the thing. 
And I want to end this this uh, review by stating that we disagree and we're still friends and that's possible in this world. <laughs> I mean, you're a groomsman at my wedding, so I guess like we're friends. <laughs> oh God. No, I just want to say that, 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 that like, this is this is good. This is good dialogue. <laughs> this this made for a good episode. This was what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, anything else? Anything else you'd like to add to the Man of Steel? Uh, God bless Henry Cavill. He changed uh, he changed the world when uh, when they found out what when I found out what a nerd he was. Uh, <laughs> the man has an eight pack of abs. He's a total beefcake, and he made his own PC. Okay, I'm like two steps there. <laughs> <laughs> He also uh, did you know? He almost missed the call when they found when he when his manager called him to tell him he was going to be Superman because yeah. he was in the middle of a World of Warcraft raid. Good for him. Good for right. him, man. And right. now he's general. Yeah. Which, uh, by the way, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to say something else. If you if you like Henry Cavill, but you feel like this the this maybe doesn't give you enough, watch Man of Uncle. That's an underrated, underrated film. Please do. Also, The Witcher is pretty underrated. Just skip all the parts without Geralt, honestly. Witcher, the- Witcher was which was pretty okay. Do you, do you want to see my impression of of, of Geralt of Rivia? Sure. Go. <clears throat> That's him. That's him. The, the the whole show is just him going like, mm. fuck. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole. That's the whole he, thing. he drops the word fuck so well. I, all I want in this world now is Superman to say fuck once. <laughs> You'll never see that. Maybe when he's being choked out by by Darkseid in like a in like Justice League three D, three D, fuck. <laughs> <laughs>